Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. Today, I'm going to be reading to you the last of the stories from the book by John Calvin Reed, Secrets from Field and Forest. This one is entitled, How Baldy Eagle Found Himself. How good are you at counting? Let me hear you count yourself. How many of you are there? One? Are you sure? Well, do you sometimes talk to yourself? When you do, how many does that make? At least two, doesn't it? The you that does the talking and the you that listens. And at times seems to answer. But which of the two is really you? Maybe the story that follows will help you find the answer to this puzzling question. From his nest way up on the top of a tall pine tree in the forest, the only thing little baldy eagle could see was the sky. One morning, when he was still an egret only two weeks old, while Papa and Mama Eagle were away hunting a mouse for his breakfast, he began to wonder what the world was like down below. So he stepped out to the edge of his nest and looked down. All of a sudden, he lost his balance, and before he knew it, he was falling, flapping his little wings, but still falling, all the way to the bed of needles on the ground. He didn't get hurt, but now he really was afraid. What if a wolf or a fox should come along? But lucky for him, it was an eagle scout who found him. The scout, who lived on a farm, took him home with him kept him in his house for a few days and fed him. Then he put him out in the barnyard where there were chickens, turkeys, ducks, and geese. They'd never seen a little eagle before and didn't know what to make of him. Let's hear you crow, said Bantam Rooster, who had just learned how himself. What do you mean by crow? Baldy asked. I'll show you. And he lifted his head. Bantam went then Baldy tried, but all he could come up with was awk, awk, awk. With that, all the chickens cackled, and from that time on called him awk. Mr. Turkey Gobber was downright cruel. One day he walked over to Baldy and said, Gobble, gobble, gobble. I don't know what kind of egg you are hatched from, but you really are a strange-looking bird. You may be some kind of buzzard, but certainly not a turkey. I don't want you scratching or playing around our chicks, so go away from us turkeys or I'll gobble, gobble, gobble you up. Mr. Harry Duck tried to be kind. Come on, down with me to the lake, he said. I'll teach you how to swim. But once there, he looked at Baldy's feet and said, Quack, quack, you don't have any webs between your toes. You can't swim. Hearing that, Mrs. Al, who was sitting in a tree close by, said to Baldy, Who, 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 who are you? That was what troubled Baldy most of all. He didn't know who or what he was. But as time passed, he came to feel more and more that he did not belong in the barnyard. He noticed that in one way he was very different from all the other birds in the yard. 
He had great wide wings, and they were growing wider all the while. How he loved to stretch them, which, of course, made them stronger as well as wider. The chickens, turkeys, ducks, and geese had wings, too, but they hardly ever stretched them. They just waddled around with their wings folded against their sides, almost as if they had no wings at all. But Baldy kept stretching his several times each day, and each time, as he did, a little voice down inside him seemed to say, Baldy, you were not made to live in a barnyard. This is not the real you. Your wide wings were given you for some other and higher purpose. One of these days you'll find out who you really are. And sure enough, he did. One day, as he was standing alone by the lake, stretching his wings, he saw two shadows skim across the water. Then he heard a voice. This time, not a quiet voice inside him, but a screaming cry up for him. It was a great eagle who had found his lost son and was calling to him to come up and join him. So he did. He stretched out his wings again and then began to flap them, at first slowly, then faster and faster, as he rose up and up toward the sky. In the meantime, Papa Eagle was coming down toward him. By the time they met, Baldy was very tired. He felt he couldn't flip his wings even one more time and realized he was falling instead of rising. Then suddenly he felt something solid under his feet and knew he wasn't falling anymore. Guess what happened? Papa Eagle had swooped down under him and was carrying him on his back. Baldy, he said, you were working too hard. When you're up in the air, you don't have to flap your wings. You just need to spread them out, as I'm doing now, and the wind currents will carry you. It's what we call soaring. I see, said Baldy, as he flipped off and began soaring beside Papa Eagle. That was Baldy's first lesson in flying, and before the day was over, he had learned many others, such as how to dive, how to glide, and how to hover in the sky. Later, the two eagles played hide-and-seek in and out of the floating clouds and then glided over the highest trees on a nearby mountain and back again. Once they dived all the way down to a river where they saw a beautiful meadow and the sparkling water tumbling over the rocks. How glad they were to be together and what fun they had. Then finally, home they sailed to be welcomed by Mama Eagle, who had dinner ready and waiting and was as glad to see Baldy as Papa Eagle had been. That night, as they were about to go to sleep, sitting side by side on a rocky ledge away up the side of a mountain, Baldy said, I wonder what that light is way down there in the valley. That, said Papa Eagle, is the house in front of the barnyard where I found you. Want to go back? And with that, they all laughed. Awk, 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 or whatever it is eagles do when they're as happy as larks. But which of the three do you suppose was the happiest? I'm sure it was Baldy, because you see, 
Now he knew who he was and why he had been given his great wide wings. He had found his real self. Dear God, we thank you for that best self inside of us that won't let us be satisfied with what we are. Also, we thank you for our hopes and dreams and ideals which keep pointing us to something higher and better. May we use them, plus faith and prayer, to become what you want us to be. Do help us to find and fulfill your highest plan for our lives. Each day, while young, strong, and free, may we strive to be the best that we can be for truth, honor, goodness, and thee. Amen. I hope you'll all agree with me that John Calvin Reed left us a wonderful legacy of stories in not only his book Secrets from Field and Forest, but there are others I have read to you in previous episodes from Life in Wington. I hope you'll join me again for more stories next time in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. <laughs>